Bill English. Hello, my friend. Good morning. Well, good morning to you. How are you doing? Well, uh, if I were to believe um, the headlines, then I should be <laughs> feeling worried and confused um, and uh, fearful that, uh, in fact, uh, one headline tells me I should move to DEFCON 3 in relationship to uh, a coming recession. So um, I, you know, saw part that. Of, I guess I, I'm hoping part of this is media hype, but I figure that you it are is. in a good position to help us think through and anticipate uh, a recession when it comes, not if, but when. Yeah, recessions are cyclical. They're always going to come. Good times are cyclical. They're always going to come. Uh, the question is, how, do you, how does a Christian handle their finances and themselves in relationship to the recession? So uh, it, it just seems to me that there's a couple of very basic principles, and then we can apply them, uh, I think, to families, to churches, and to businesses, because I think all three prepare a little bit different. But the two basic principles are this. You try to get out of debt as much as possible, and you try to save as much cash as possible. And while those are not profound concepts, they really do help you prepare for a recession. So along with that, then, we have headlines which tell us that the average American does not even have $400 set aside in, in like an emergency account. And so when emergencies occur, I mean, even, even at what I would consider a very low threshold of $400, they're paralyzed. Um, we do have uh, an enormous gap in terms of uh, a level of preparedness being out of debt and having some savings. And so let's talk about this in, let's just start with in relationships to um, maybe the encouragement that you would give people to pay off their debt. And, um, and then maybe a strategy for how they can squirrel some money away. So uh, in in terms of a strategy for paying off your debt, start with the lowest payments first, uh, get those debts paid off, and then take half of that payment, apply it to the next highest payment so that you're paying off that debt at one and a half times faster, and the other half of the payment, put it in the bank. Uh, But don't increase your standard of living and don't spend more. The, The hardest part about doing both of these things, paying off debt as well as saving money, is not spending. And you and I live in a culture, Carmen, you know this as well as I do. We live in a culture that encourages um, a lifestyle through debt and a lifestyle through spending. You just just watch, you know, Final Four is going to be coming up this week, right? We got the uh, the Elite Eight are, are playing this weekend. Just watch the commercials and the I'm commercials. Gonna bra- I'm going to check my bracket while we're talking. I'm not kidding, not kidding. Oh, by the way, who do you have going all the way on this? <laughs> Purdue. Just out of curiosity. Purdue. Do you really? Yep. Oh. yep. See, I, I got, got Purdue, Duke man. in one bracket and Michigan in another. So. Well, there you go. There you go. Now there our listeners go. are thinking we've lost our minds. It's okay. Well, the Purdue part, yeah, I can understand that. So. My parents um, met at Purdue. It's all, it's all emotional for me. <laughs> it's severely emotional. <laughs> so, so uh, but watch the commercials because the commercials will always emphasize the financing. Get this cash back. Get this amount. To, you know, get this this APR. You know, zero percent APR. They won't really emphasize that much the features or the benefits of buying that product. Most of them will just emphasize the financing because they know that if they can get people comfortable with a monthly payment, people are probably going to buy. And so you have to readjust your orientation as to how you buy away from the financing towards: Do I really need this? 
And is this something, you know, is this purchase cap wants me to do? Now, I'm going to say something that um, is going to blow the minds of some people listening right now. Um, taking on credit is taking on debt. So you are going into debt when you buy something over time and make monthly payments. And so when, when Bill says they're talking about the financing of something, what he's trying to communicate to you is if you're buying something over time, you are incurring debt and you are paying interest in order to buy that thing over time. So if you go in and you just buy a car with cash, it costs you whatever that sticker price says. If you buy it on credit over time, you are going to ultimately pay a whole lot more for that vehicle um, because the financing company is going to be making money over time on you. And, and Bill, I know that sounds like super basic, but I don't think people understand that credit cards create debt and buying something on credit creates debt. So when we're talking about getting out of debt, we're talking about paying off high interest credit cards and we're talking about um, uh, all kinds of things for families and churches and businesses. So when we come back, let's actually walk through those three categories. Let's talk about um, families, churches, and businesses as, you know, as discrete audiences in terms of what people need to do. Would you be willing to do that with me? Absolutely. Okay, that's great. All right, Bill English and I are going to be right back. You can check him out at BibleAndBusiness.com. In the eye of the storm. Indeed, uh, God guards us in the midst of a storm, but we also know as people of faith that God does not necessarily protect us from the storm itself. So as we uh, head out into the ever choppy waters of the financial world as individuals, as families, as businesses, and as churches, we need to prepare ourselves for the storms which are certainly ahead. And so Bill English is here with us. We're talking about the recession, whenever it's coming, we're due for one. The last recession ended in 2008. So even if we're talking about next year, next year is not that far uh, out in terms of preparation. So, Bill, talk us through um, preparing as let's start with well, let's start with businesses. Let's um, what do businesses need to do today to prepare for a recession tomorrow, next month, next year? I tell you, this this first top this first uh, set of advice is really counterintuitive. Um, but I, I advise businesses to remodel financially their business at, at either a 15, a 20, or a 25% loss of revenue. Because in the in the in the recession, there's a real good chance that your top line revenue is going to go down. And most business owners do not have a good downsizing skill. It's just not part of who they are. And yet when you're preparing for a recession, let's say that your let's just say your revenue goes down 20 percent. What does your business look like? Who do you lay off? Are there any lines that you're going to cut or you're going to spin off or sell? Are there any services that you're going to cut back on? Those kinds of pre-planning risk management types of questions and modeling is one of the best ways to prepare for the recession so that when it hits, not if, but when it hits, and if your revenue goes down, you already know what you're going to do. You already have your game plan, and you're being proactive rather than reactive. Mm -hmm. I think that's one of the best things business owners can do. 
so I have a thing. I have a friend I have a friend Bill who um sure. he has he has a file folder that's just called uh, TW eight NH that will never happen and and uh, in the that will never happen file they anticipate like right the, all the things that are likely to actually happen at some point in time to their competitors or to people who do things to similar to what they do. And when the that will never happen happens to somebody else, are we prepared to positively respond? And so I think that's kind of a cool way to think about it as well, because you have to be in a financial position to positively respond if you're going to capitalize on the that will never happen of somebody else. Yeah, and that's and that's actually one of the things that I like about for businesses is to do is to go out and while the recession, while the recession isn't here, while the economy is good, while your business is good, go get a larger line of credit. Now Again, counterintuitive, right? It is. <clears throat> now is the time to go get it because the banks generally will give you credit when you don't need it and will generally not give you credit when you do need it. And so when, during the times when you don't need it, go get it. And that way you have the credit, and then if you have some cash stashed away, when the recession hits, if your competitors are not as well managed as you are, they may get to the place where they're on the brink of bankruptcy, and you may be able to pick up some nice deals. You may be able to buy their assets for pennies on the dollar and really uh, come out of the recession much stronger. So uh, going out and getting a, a larger line of credit now, putting some cash away, modeling your business for a recession are three very important things that you can do to get ready for a recession and actually help your, help your business and yourself emerge um, more strong at the end of the recession than you were going into it. Okay, let's talk about families. What do individuals and families need to be doing? Well, families, a lot of people don't have the cash around to pay off their debts. I know you and I talked about that last segment. Uh, so if you can't pay it off, at least – look to refinance all of your debt so that it's collateralized. So if you got a lot of credit card debt or signature loans or something like that, see if you can't refinance that into your house, into your cabin, into your, you know, whatever asset you have. And so that during the recession, if you uh, lose your job, you lose your income, you can always sell the asset. And while you may not be rich, you won't be stuck going through bankruptcy because you'll be able to pay off your debts through the sale of the asset. So that's one thing that I recommend. And then, if possible, put away some cash for a rainy day fund, okay? And this really is, 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 is another piece I like. If Let's say you have – I'm just going to throw out a number – $5,000 sitting in the bank. And uh, your job is, is secure enough during the recession, but your neighbor loses theirs. What a great opportunity to help them financially and to help share the gospel with them in the process. So just have some cash laying around. Cash gives you options, not just for buying, but cash gives you options for ministry. And that's something that I think is, is part of a mindset that Christians need to develop. And let's move to the ministry conversation. Uh, I know that um, the numbers just came out, I think, like yesterday. It has, it's been very, very recently. In terms of charitable giving for 2018, all of the indicators are uh, in, the, in the red direction. Like, none of them are good uh, in terms of charitable giving. Um, charitable, charitable giving last year did not grow at the rate of GDP. In fact, like half the rate of GDP, total giving declined among um, people that made gifts of less than $1,000. Um, and so I think that when we are when we're talking about churches, we're talking about institutions that are supported by charitable giving and charitable giving among Americans has actually changed pretty dramatically just in the last year. 
And many churches are not in any way, shape, or form recession-proof. Every single church that I, that I am aware of thinks that giving is going to grow. So talk with us about the preparations that churches need to make. Oh, man, churches need to get out of debt. Now, this is one place where I think churches just should not be in debt. They just shouldn't be in debt. And you and I both know of these mega churches and some mid-sized churches that have tens of millions of dollars of debt sitting there. And it really hamstrings their ability to do to do ministry. So uh, churches need to get out of debt and they need to uh, uh, plan just like a business. What if we lose 20 percent of our giving during the recession? What are we going to do? How are we going to handle that? Okay, Uh, but I think the church is in a unique position to talk about stewardship. Uh, Christians should never not tithe. And that's a really countercultural concept. The, the, the nice way of give. saying that is that Christians should always tithe. Yes. <laughs> right. Yes. We should. Christians uh, should always tithe. Bill likes to say Christians should never not tithe. <laughs> there you go. Well, you know, I am a wordsmith. I like so, it. I like uh, it. <laughs> but you're ten percent. I don't care if it's ten percent of ten dollars, or ten percent of a million dollars. You know, you cannot outgive God, and so. Going into a recession for families, they need to make sure that they are giving the full tithe to the church, and they need to make sure that they are giving as God has commanded. God will bless that. If family, if Christians are going to go in, and this the Christians are part of the church, right? If, if they're going to go in to a recession and they're not tithing, and that yet they expect God to bless them through the recession, yeah, they better think again. And so it just seems to me that that. This is an opportunity for the church to stand up and talk about tithing and stewardship. One of the most hated topics for pastors to preach on is tithing. Pastors avoid it like the plague, and yet money is, I think, the third most talked about subject in the Bible. So it just seems to me that that we need uh, a good opportunity for stewardship education. If the church had some money set aside, they can they can do more in terms of a, of a benevolence fund to help people pay bills, and frankly, they can help other ministries survive who weren't as well financially managed. And so it just seems to me that the, the same basic thing: getting out of debt, saving cash. That's your best way to get rid of uh, or get prepare for a recession. So I read this one uh, really exciting good news piece uh, at the Christian Post just this morning about uh, a church in Maryland that it's a small church, but they've paid off nearly $2 million in medical debt for 900 Maryland families. And they did so through this rest in peace uh, RIP medical debt um, ministry. And um, and but if you don't have the five thousand dollars, you can't pay off the the half a million dollars in medical debt. And so uh, I just think that there are opportunities out there that exist for churches that are really exciting and inspiring and enable us to uh, extend the grace of the gospel to more and more people if we ourselves are not in debt. So uh, Bill English from Bible and Business, thank you so much for this inspiration this morning to prepare for the recession whenever it comes. You bet. Have a good day. Thanks, you too. Hey, let's take a moment to uh, hear Breakpoint. 